matchup featuring a Power 5 conference team. The voice of the Baylor Bears, John Morris, joins us live. Plus third-ranked BYU Volleyball taking on number one UCLA. BYU head coach Sean Olmstead previews an enormous weekend series from L.A. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Friday, everyone, wherever and however you're dialed in. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with a man who makes a top button look better than anybody else, Jerem Jordan. You're wearing the top button today. Welcome to the club, bro. It, it depends. It needs to be like a half size bigger than what your neck is. Yeah. Otherwise, it's kind of tight. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I, and tight, not like unto a dish or cool. I mean, like literally tight. Like yeah. Chris Traeger, literally tight. Tyler Haas somewhere. We'll see this. Like, <laughs> Spencer, loves- thank you. You've embraced the top button. <laughs> he sounds like he's the blue goggles guy. <laughs> no, that that's this guy, Jerem. There is, <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's some news we should mention. Uh, December 3rd, 2013, BYU played North Texas. They won by 30. Kyle Collinsworth in that game had nine assists. BYU has gone back like they did earlier this year with the rebound, and they have found another assist, which means another triple-double. 13 triple-doubles. For Kyle Collinsworth. What in the world? That is amazing. We thought it was 12. They went back retroactively and found <laughs> another assist in that game for a 13th triple-double. Who's responsible for this? Who did this? Who went back and watched that whole game? I, I don't know who did the re- the BYU stats, guys. I don't know. They did it. So 13 for Kyle Collinsworth. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> what? <laughs> 13 triple-doubles? Yeah. Oh, so he continues to impress, right? He's unbelievable. That's why he got the elite he gets award. Triple doubles, even when the basketball season is over. Well, he got the rebound. He got a rebound on during church <laughs> <laughs> earlier this year. There's a precedent set for this. Oh, hey! Did, by the way, did we get the final results? Happy April Fool's Day, everyone! Oh yeah, yeah, that is today, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yeah, happy April Fool's. I read an interesting article this morning about the origins of April Fool's Day on Vox.com. They said Mm. the first definite reference of this holiday comes from a 1561 Flemish poem by Edouard de Dien. Who? In which a nobleman sends his servant on annoying fruitless errands. Thus the fool's errands. This this has been going on a long time. Apparently in the 1600s it had become like a popular thing in London to to tell people to go to the Tower of London to watch the washing of the lions. And like a bunch of people would go, what? The jokes haven't gotten much better since 1698. Yeah, Yeah, pretty idiotic, including mine a moment ago. (laughs) Oh, wait. Kyle didn't have a 13 triple double. How many many people really bought into that from Jerem? Be honest. Tweet it in. Tell us if you actually fell for Jerem Jordan's April Fool's joke. By the way, in six minutes, the poll ends from yesterday, which is who deserves the BYUSN Award. Tanner Mangum, 68%. Awesome. Kyle Collinsworth, 66%. <laughs> Tanner Mangum, 28%, 6% other. So if you want to swing that vote somehow, go ahead. Look what you've done. <laughs> <laughs> Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. First, I don't like wearing my top button. Oh, okay. I can't do yeah, it. I know it's relax. Impl- I just can't. It's not you, man. I can't do it. It's not I'm you, Sorry, Tyler Haas. Sorry, Jerem. 
No, Gotta be me. No, it's, yeah, be you. BYU and Baylor announce a home-and-home home future football series. BYU will play in Waco in 2021. The Cougars host the Bears at Lavelle Edwards Stadium in 2022. Yeah. Much more to come on the details of that and what it means for BYU football. Also today, the final spring practice. And Alumni Day. Jamal Williams will join us on tomorrow's special 11 a.m. Eastern time, by the way, uh, edition of the show, to recap spring ball. So hang out with us tomorrow as well. The baseball team's 21-3 and because they won last night 8-2 at Portland. Brennan Lund, what a day. Went 4-5, for five, hit a home run, had three doubles. Game 2 is tonight, 9 Eastern time, on BYU Radio and the W.TV. I can't believe how good they are. 21-3. Colton Shaver, by the way, had five RBIs. Awesome. Now 5-2 and two in West Coast Conference play. Men's volleyball clinched hosting a quarterfinal series in the approaching MPSF tournament last night. The Cougars will play at top-ranked UCLA tonight. 11 Eastern. Coach Sean Olmstead will join us from the Los Angeles area later in the show. And that's on the Pac-12 network for those that get that channel. Uh, BYU swimmer Jake Taylor is this year's MPSF Swimmer of the Year. Swim coach John Brooks and dive coach Ty Routson are the conference coaches of the year as well. So they dominate. The men's team, they just dominated the conference awards. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Sick'em, Cougars. BYU and Baylor announced yesterday the schools have agreed to a home-and-home football series. Home and road? For the 2021 and 2022 seasons, as we just mentioned, the first game will be in Waco in <laughs> 2021, and game two in Provo <laughs> at LES in 2022. BYU Athletic Director Tom Homo reacted this way, quote, We are excited to have Baylor on our schedule again. Baylor is an exceptional football program, and it's great to see the two schools competing again, end quote. It's funny to hear that because that's only been like the last five years. You know, before that, Baylor was terrible. Their emergence has been terrible. Like their ascent has really, been yeah. like really fast. They're really good now. Robert Griffin, the third, Jr., the third, as McLovin from the Dan Patrick Show would say, won the Heisman. Uh, they've been really good the last couple of years. Almost made the playoff. Didn't because they haven't scheduled strong. So that plays into this. Tom Homo reacting that way. What about all of you across BYU Sports Nation? Which is our Twitter question today. What was your reaction to the Baylor series announcement? At Kip Kint. Of course, I immediately put on my blue goggles and saw it as Big 12 acceptance and a prelude of things to come. (laughs) I don't quite see it that way, but yeah, send in the hashtag BYUSN. Oh, you got like the Cyclops glasses going. Yeah, I'm with you, Kip. I'm looking at the announcement now. I can, I can kind of see what you're seeing there. So. Kip's, Kip's been chatting with babes online all afternoon. <laughs> We're just jealous, Napoleon. Just kind of tea. Second Big 12 team on future BYU schedules, including this September's neutral site matchup with West Virginia. That will take place at the home of the Washington Redskins in Landover, Maryland. Series history goes back to 83 and 84. They've only played twice. BYU lost in Waco by 440 to 36 and 83. Steve Young's... Only loss as a senior. How about that? First game of the year, then they win the rest of the games. And then they win all of the games in 1984, including a home game against Baylor, 47-13. So the last time BYU played Baylor, they won the national title? Question mark? (laughs) 2021? Jay Jay Keeps thinks BYU's playing for the national title? Legitimate question. (laughs) Will this be a conference game for BYU in 2021? Hopefully. Hopefully. That uh, could happen. Yeah, that would that would be nice. I'd rather it not be an indie game against Big Twelve. Hey, the Big Twelve did make this announcement yesterday via McMurphy, Brett McMurphy of ESPN. Big Twelve has only approved BYU as non-league Power Five opponent for Baylor series, and not rest of the league so far. 
Big 12 okay. spokesman. Okay, <laughs> let's talk about this. So there are five Power 5 conferences, right? Hence the name Power 5. The Pac-12 does not need to say anything about BYU being a Power 5 equivalent because they don't... They don't they have just that requirement. Do well, they just do it anyways, yeah. right? It doesn't matter, okay? They just schedule BYU a bunch, and it's, it's, everyone knows, right, that BYU is. All the other conferences except the Big 12 have said, yeah, yeah, BYU is a Power 5 equivalent because that's the thing in, in trying to get into the playoffs, right? So that's the SEC, the ACC, and the Big 10. The Big 12 has said yes and then no and then this. It's just the Baylor-BYU series. Is the Big 12 saying, Baylor, your schedules are so soft that, yes, we're going to acknowledge this exception for you? <laughs> or, or is the whole conference going to say, yes, BYU is a Power 5 equivalent? Because if they say BYU is a Power 5 equivalent, is that too much? Like, oh, oh, we have to bring them in? We automatically have to invite them to the Big 12? It's kind of funny that way. There was a real moment yesterday where Baylor, I don't know if it was a hesitation, you can call it that maybe, where they went to the Big 12 offices and wanted to make sure that the announcement would count for them as a Power 5 equivalent. They, we know this, that they waited, waited to announce this until they got the thumbs up from the conference about this series specifically. Now, initially, I thought that once that thumbs up came and it was in the release from Baylor, that it was the Big 12 does acknowledge BYU as a Power 5 equivalent, period, in scheduling. Instead, a Big 12 spokesman told ESPN's Brett McMurphy, who's been on this program several times, that it was just uh, for the Baylor series with BYU. Yes, so that's kind of weird. You are Power 5. I th- uh, nope, you're not a Power 5. Well, if you play Baylor... <laughs> If you schedule Baylor in non-conference and it's not Louisiana Monroe, it's probably pretty good. That's what it feels like because Baylor's non-conference schedules have stunk and it cost them a playoff berth two seasons ago. Yeah, that's putting it lightly. So so BYU, Utah is going to play Baylor 23 and 24 after BYU plays them and Duke is on there. Duke's not a power, but they've been better in the ACC. So Baylor, this is a huge step forward for Baylor in non-conference scheduling, but it's good for BYU. I hope that BYU schedules more Big 12 teams. I really do. It's a great conference regionally. It's the second closest Power 5 conference to BYU. I would hope there are more games with these guys. I know Texas is probably a little scared to schedule BYU right now, but I would love to see more of those games. The 2021 and 2022 BYU schedules look very, very appealing just as a college football fan. Oh, yeah. And you may say, uh, this is no big, it's not a big, it's five years away. But a game in 2021, and we'll go through the schedule in just a moment, will impact committed BYU players today. Proof of that with our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Some members of the 2016 BYU football signing class in February will play in the Baylor series. Let me explain. If I'm a high school signee in February and I go on a mission, for example, uh, Devin Kafusi, Corbin and Bronson's younger brother, Devin, the last of the Kafusi line there, and he, he goes on a mission and he redshirts, he would be a junior in the 21 game. He'd play both games against He could Baylor. play in both games. If he doesn't redshirt, he'll be a senior in that first game. You know what I mean? Signing like, class this year if they go on a mission and redshirt. Jaron Hall could be the quarterback for BYU in both of those games. Not only that game, but wow. look at the entire slate in 2021 that has been announced. Home, Arizona State, Boise State, Virginia, Road, South Florida, USC, Baylor, Neutral, Arizona. Wow. Five Power Fives plus Boise State. In 2022, home, South Florida, Baylor, Road, Oregon, Boise State, Stanford. 
<laughs> awesome, right? So this year you have Arizona, Utah, UCLA, West Virginia, Michigan State, Mississippi State. Awesome, right? 2017, you just have the three power fives, but look who they are. LSU neutral, Utah home, Mississippi State road. 2018, Arizona, Cal, Washington, Utah, Wisconsin. 19, Virginia, USC, Washington, Washington State, Wisconsin. Awesome, right? I love it. And then 2020, Utah, Michigan State, Arizona State, Missouri at home. Michigan State, I believe that's a home game. Yes, for BYU and Stanford. Loaded up, loaded up. Listen, BYU. listen. I would rather BYU be in the Big Twelve tomorrow, but if not, these schedules are going to be fun, right? It's like the NIT. It's like the NIT. Embrace it. If you it. can't be in the bit, the NCAA tournament's the Big Twelve. I'd rather be in that, but if not, let's just do the best we can with this. Yeah, put put together the best schedule that you can. Tom Holmo is doing that as the athletic director at BYU, and it. I know, it's ridiculous for the Big 12 to say, well, in this specific series, BYU, yeah, is a P5 equivalent, but not overall yet. I think that they haven't figured out what they're doing. They, exactly, they don't know yeah. what they're doing. Which, there's part of me that's like, does BYU, should BYU go to the Big 12? They don't think, they feel like they don't have their stuff together all the time. Do you get that same sense? Yes. Yet, there's a desperation factor to want to get in there. To me, it's this. BYU's pulling a handcart against the Power Fives who are in wagons. Like, yes, you're going the same place. Yes, you're, you're traveling uh, you know, in vehicles of sorts, but it's not the same, right? And BYU's going to get left behind in money and blah, blah. But BYU's doing the best they can with what they got, and that's, to me, a, a handcart right now. But, they're, but they're low, that handcart is tricked out, though. They got sweet <laughs> rims. They got a, a sweet like, handlebar and stuff. Check yeah. out these 47-inch rims, bro. I should, I should probably come up with a 21st century analogy, but there's my 19th century analogy. How about this? How about BYU's driving a uh, tricked-out Ford Focus? Okay. And some of the other P5 schools are driving Maseratis. Yeah. And but the Ford Focus looks really Hummers. nice. Yes, Every option available, leather seating, all that good stuff. Both are on the road, but yeah. That's better than What mine. matters Absolutely. to me the most is that BYU <laughs> is putting together an independent schedule with the caliber that Notre Dame does. Yes. It is getting to that level. Like 2014, 2013, those are kind of inching that way. 2016, that's on it's par. It's there. That's on par. It, is it really there. is. Because there's some teams on Notre Dame's schedule that just flat out stink that they play a lot. Army, Wake Forest, Boston College is not that good anymore. <laughs> USC is not the same anymore. You know what I mean? So I love what BYU is doing. This is another series that's really good for BYU. And like we pointed out, it feels far away, but it's not that far away because there's going to be signees that, that go on their missions this fall that will play in this game for BYU. BYU got a one-for-one one with Baylor and just pulled off a two-home game situation with Virginia for only one return trip in Charlottesville. That's nice. That's a nice trend. Next season begins with a P5 showdown for the Cougars as well. Countdown to the Wildcats. 155. 155. 155? Yeah. 155. Till BYU, Arizona. Let's do it. That's all that remains. A little over five months, right? A little? It will be five months exactly Wait. on Sunday. Why Why aren't we counting to Baylor? So, uh, Aaron Wilson, who's one of our producers here, he said, count down to Baylor, 2,024 days. No, please. Stop it. I'm more inclined to do that one. <laughs> Not? Send in your responses using the hashtag BYUSN. Up next, rugby with Calvin Whiting and men's volleyball coach Sean Olmstead. But first, what does the voice of the Bears think about the series with BYU? BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. The conversation happening right now on Twitter. 
Follow us at BYU Sports Nation. Use that hashtag, BYUSN. Tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, we have a uh, general conference pregame show of sorts, if you will. Just kidding. 11 a.m. Eastern Time, we'll talk to Elder S. Gifford Nielsen, uh, general authority with the church, as well as Jamal Williams of the football team. We'll recap spring practice. Check it out tomorrow, 11 a.m. Eastern Time. What was your reaction to the Baylor series announcement is our Twitter question today. At J. Everett 11 says, solid series. Tom Homo still doing a great job scheduling games and nice work getting a home and home. Jerem, not a home and road. Yeah, it's not two home games. It's a home and road game. It's a, in fact, it's a road and a home game. <laughs> Hashtag technicalities. <laughs> Joining us on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline is John Morris, the voice of the Baylor Bears. John, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Spencer, Jerem, good to be on with you guys. How you doing today? We are fantastic. Despite Jerem's bad April Fool's Day <laughs> joke off the top of the show, we're going back to what happened yesterday. News that BYU and Baylor are going to play for the first time since 1984 is certainly welcome on the BYU side. We want to know, what's the reaction from Baylor in Waco about this series announcement? Well, I think very excited about it. I I think it's a great matchup. I personally look forward to it. I remember those two games uh, in 83 here in Waco, which was a great Baylor win, and then 84, obviously a great season for BYU, and uh, they started it off, the Cougars did, with that win over Baylor. So those were two great games, and I look forward to these two, even though they're just a few years down the road. John, the dynamic of uh, Baylor's strength of schedule has been a national topic, especially with, you know, getting into the playoff or not. So what does this say about the aspirations of Baylor trying to schedule BYU now with Utah and Duke in the future? Yeah, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I haven't heard anybody complain <laughs> about our strength of schedule. <laughs> so you have to enlighten me about that. <laughs> no, I, I think Coach Bryles, uh, you know, his philosophy here is that the Big 12 is tough enough, you know, and we play, obviously you guys know, we play everybody in the league, so you've got nine games against conference opponents, and so he doesn't want to get beat up any more than that in non-conference, and, it, you know, to be honest, it's worked pretty well. Baylor didn't make the playoff the first year, finished number five, and uh, possibly the strength of schedule affected that, but I think the one loss really affected us uh, two years ago with not making the playoff. And then last year, just 10-3, and three, and you're not going to make the playoff doing that. So I think this uh, says that Baylor is willing to step up the non-conference schedule, and uh, that shows in future schedules. And adding a team like BYU you know, shows that, uh, you know, uh, bring it on, I guess. Uh, not not uh, afraid to play some really uh, heavyweights in non-conference. Conference. Follow him at Voice of Bears John Morris. 29 years broadcasting Baylor football as the Bears announce a series with BYU beginning in 2021. There was this weird moment yesterday when Brett McMurphy of ESPN talked to a Big 12 official and learned that, well, for the Baylor series specifically, BYU will count as a Power 5 equivalent, but not necessarily for the rest of the conference right now. What do you make of all of that? Yeah, I don't understand that. You know, I guess the way it's written technically is Power 5 Conference or Notre Dame, and I don't know why BYU wouldn't fit into that category either. So, you'll, you know, that's above my pay grade. You have to ask somebody else about that because I think BYU certainly would fit in with any opponent that Baylor would play in a Power 5 Conference. What's the perception of BYU in Waco and the surrounding area? Uh, 
you know, there's been a lot of talk, and maybe you guys have heard about this, about BYU, a potential Big 12 member what? down the road. And uh, everybody, seen, uh, you know, that's kind of a like, oh, yeah, that would be great. So I think now with the scheduling of the home and home, or if you prefer a home and road, Baylor and BYU, <laughs> uh, I think everybody says, yeah, that's great. So I think, uh, you know, BYU has uh, such a great reputation uh, athletically, academically, everything, that I, fit, uh, I think it fits right in with Baylor uh, and Baylor's philosophy here in Waco as well. Is Baylor pro-expansion? Again, that's above my pay grade. But what about you, John? I, uh, I think um, whatever's best for the Big 12 is what Baylor would be for. I'm just not sure what the two teams, if you added two to get from 10 to 12, what are the two teams that make sense? Uh, in my mind, and this is just me speaking, BYU is one of those that makes sense for expansion that would bring value to the Big 12, quality value that matches you know, the 10 teams that are already here. But, again, that's, uh, that's not my call. That's for smarter guys than I to, to uh, make that call. But I would welcome it for sure. The Baylor Bears have made this rapid ascent to the top, I don't know, echelon of college football, mm-hmm. if you will. I mean, it's, it happened so fast, and now it's like, whoa, the fact that BYU scheduled Baylor is really exciting for BYU fans. That wouldn't have been the case a decade ago. What happened for Baylor turning around this program and becoming, becoming a serious power? Yeah, you know, it's it's uh, almost as simple as getting the right guys in place, meaning uh, our athletic administration with our athletic director, Ian McCall, and him making the hire of Art Bryles. And Art Bryles, this is uh, his ninth year coming up. He's just done amazing things here with the Baylor program. I mean, we've had a Heisman Trophy winner in Robert Griffin. We've got a new stadium you guys are going to love. It sits on the Brazos River here. And, and recruiting is just, you know, through the roof and better than it's ever been. So really – just getting the right people in place like Coach Bryles and his staff has made all the difference in the world. And, uh, and some people thought, you know, Baylor might be, you know, might jump up and have that great 2011 season with Robert Griffin. But what do you do following that up? Well, they followed up pretty well, you know, and uh, been Big 12 champs 13 and 14 and uh, six straight bowl games. So it's been, you know, not just reaching a, a level uh, of success, but then maintaining Maintaining that has been really great under Coach Bryles. The tempo is ridiculously fast when you watch Baylor's offense. So how do you give your chance, your analyst, a chance <laughs> to talk in the broadcast on offense? You know, he is very concise, and he's very good at it. His name is J.J. Joe, and he's a former quarterback, and he knows there's not much time to jump in there, but he does a very good job of it. And along those lines, I, I can imagine this, uh, this uh, you know, meteoric rise has been fun for you, too, because you've covered Baylor for a long time, but the, you're not the doormat anymore. You're, you're a player in the Big 12, so what's that been like for you personally? Well, no question. It's been great for everybody. You know, our fans have been very loyal through the years, and to see them rewarded is great. And now we've got this uh, great new stadium on the Brazos River, which is really fun. And it's not just football either. I mean, all of our sports are at a very high level. We've got great head coaches in place here. So it's, uh, you know, personally speaking, it's it's always more fun to win than to come up on the short end. But it, it really is fun for everybody around here. John Morris, the voice of the Baylor Bears, with us on BYU Sports Nation. You are an experienced guy when it comes to broadcasting. We noticed that you have done play-by-play for Equestrian. How, how in the world do you prepare for that? 
Well, let me tell you, the pace is uh, not quite the pace in equestrian compared to Baylor football, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and we host we host here in Waco, for this will be the 10th consecutive year coming up uh, later this month, Baylor hosts the national championships in equestrian. We've got a great facility here and great uh, cooperation with the city and the county, and it's just a great location to host the equestrian national championships. So uh, I try to – it's one of two things, guys. It's either I try to be well rounded or they're trying to find something that I can do well and they're still looking so I'm not sure which one of those it is <laughs> John I'm composing a tweet right now to the Big 12 and Bob Bowlesby that says uh, John Morris thinks BYU should be in the Big 12 are you cool with that <laughs> did, did I say it's above my pay grade it's not my call <laughs> I think twice yeah <laughs> I would welcome it though I think it'd be great awesome John we appreciate the time and the insight into what's going on in Waco and this future BYU Baylor football series thanks for the time you guys are great to have me on. Uh, respect the heck out of Greg Rubel. Tell him hello for me. You got it, man. John Thank Morris on much. the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. I feel a connection to the opponents that BYU plays. You know, you pay attention to them. When BYU played Baylor in basketball a couple times, NIT, semifinal, played them at home here, almost won that game. Robert Griffin the third had just won the Heisman. There was a big sign from the BYU students. That was really cool. So Baylor, there's some little connection with Baylor. Seriously, they're right. Women's basketball, men's basketball, football, they are rolling yeah, right now. they're doing well. Coming up, Sean Olmstead live from L.A., but first Calvin Whiting of number one ranked BYU Rugby, the Wasatch Cup. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. If you didn't hear, uh, I just got a text that they found cracks in the foundation of the Merritt Center Annex. It was going to be finished in October. It's now not going to be finished till next summer. So that's a real bummer. <laughs> kind of like the Salt Lake Temple. Remember how that was delayed? <laughs> Oh, can this no. day just end already? Hey, hey 26-ranked BYU is playing Portland in baseball tonight, 9 Eastern time <laughs> on BYU Radio. You can listen to it on the W.TV. Happy April Fool's as well. Yeah, for anybody that's actually wondering, that that's a Jerem's second attempt all at I, April all Fool's All I need joke. is one second of panic, <laughs> and then I won. That's all I need. <laughs> what? Oh, let's refresh it as BYU SN headlines. BYU and Baylor football announce a home-and-home home future football series. BYU will play in Waco in 2021. Cougars hosting the Bears in 2022. Today, the final spring practice just wrapped up for BYU football, and it's Alumni Day. As mentioned, baseball teams 21-3. and They beat Portland last night, 8-2. Brennan Lund had a ball game, 4-for-5 home run, 3 doubles in the victory. Game 2 tonight is mentioned 9 Eastern time on BYU Radio. The third-ranked BYU men's volleyball team will host a quarterfinal series in the MPSF tournament. That was locked up last night with Pepperdine's loss. The Cougars play at top-ranked UCLA tonight at 11 p.m. Eastern. Coach Sean Olmstead joins us in a bit. You're going to be watching the game, Jeremy? Absolutely. Yeah. Tonight, yeah. BYU swimmer Jake Taylor is this year's MPSF Swimmer of the Year. Swim coach John Brooks and dive coach Ty Routson are the conference coaches of the year as well. Second guest of the day, and this one in Studio B from number one ranked BYU Rugby is yeah. Calvin Whiting making his show debut. Calvin, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. We, well, need, we need more South Africans on the show. <laughs> it's been a while since we've had one on. Luke? Well, yeah, when last did he come on? Yeah, a while last ago. Last year? Maybe? Yeah. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been too long. Yeah, our bad. Our Are bad. you going to upstage Luke today, Calvin? I doubt it. Luke's hard to upstage, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's a tough one. So what is it like in preparing for the Wasatch Cup as compared to just a regular season rugby game? 
To be honest, we prepare for the Wasatch Cup right from the beginning. I mean, that's the game we look forward to. This is the game we love to go out and play, and it's, it's, it's a good turnout from the fans. It's a, it's a good atmosphere to be in, and so this is the game we look forward to all season. I love that because normally it's like, ah, one game at a time. And you played Utah to open the season. It was a yeah. scrimmage in St. George, yeah. and you blew them out 82-17 or something. Mm-hmm. Do you think, think it'll so. be closer tonight? or? I mean, who knows? We've grown as a team. <laughs> They've grown as a team, so hopefully it'll be a good one. I mean, rugby is such a physical sport. Is it a little extra physical in, in this game tonight? No doubt. No doubt. It's, it's always fun to play this game. Like I said, it's the one you look forward to all season, and so there's some big hits, some good runs, and it's always... It's always just a good place to be. So, Do you feel the rivalry? I mean, like, is it the, the All Blacks versus the Springboks, but collegiate version? I mean, do you feel <laughs> that, like, oh, we've got to beat those guys? Yeah, it's funny, man. So coming up from South Africa, I never really had a side, BYU or Utah. So it's like, well, I came here, like, people were like, oh, no, you should support BYU. And then other people were like, no, you should support Utah. And so I'd always get invites to go like different games with different friends and be like, well, so coming to BYU made it easy for me. So it's like, okay, I can make that decision now. (laughs) You had to. Yeah. Yeah. And so you can definitely like, but being here, you can definitely feel that, that tension between the two and that rivalry. So it's always, it's awesome. I love it. So tell us your backstory. Uh, LDS from South Africa, but you've been here for a couple of years, right? Yeah. So convert to the church. I moved here with my mom. Um, It'll be five years in May. She came to study. I came with for the adventure. Didn't like it at first, but as soon as I gave myself the opportunity to, I fell in love with it, and so I love being here now. And you went to Lone Peak? Yeah, I, think? I, fin- yeah. I graduated you- from Lone Peak. Did you play for United? I did. Okay, yeah. awesome. Yeah. When did you graduate? Uh, 2014. Okay. Yeah. So you were a freshman or sophomore when the Mika and Emery and yep. Haas yep. were yep. doing their thing? So, yeah, so uh, Eric and Emery were a year older than me, and then so I was with TJ, who had just got back from his mission right now. And so, uh, yes, I was with those guys. I watched all of that stuff, so it was cool to be with. Calvin Whiting of BYU Rugby. It's the Wasatch Cup tonight. BYU versus Utah rivalry in full swing. The Cougars ranked number one in the country as they try and push for what would be a fifth consecutive national championship. And speaking of four straight national titles, what kind of dynamic and pressure do you feel that the standard is, well, we just win national championships. <laughs> well, to be honest, it's, it's nice to be a part of BYU. It's a very humble team. And so the aspect of one game at a time, you know, that's, that's something we believe in. And that's something that we go out to try and do. Every week's a new week. And we strive to be a better team than we were last week. And every game we try to improve. And so as long as we're doing our job with that, I think the rest falls into place. So the pressure and stuff is definitely there. But it's, it's more of a fact that you're working together to be better every week. So. Yet, you always play Cal for the national championship. Yeah. Do you think about Cal every day? Because when I lived with rugby roommates, it was that was on the mind 100%. Oh, geez, I wish I could say the same. It's more just thinking about what to do the next day for homework, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, these guys weren't worried about that that I roomed with. Jeez. I won't name names. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Steve St. Pierre. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, for sure. I mean... It's definitely on the back of your mind, but there's a lot of up-and-coming teams this year that could throw it off, and so you never know with this. And so even for us, it'll be a big part on ours to do our part and get, get to the final. So that's, that's the main goal right now. What goes through your mind during a penalty kick or a conversion? Like in that moment, right before you're about to approach the ball, what, what's happening in your mind? Um, the one thing that goes through my mind is how quiet it gets. It's pretty cool. Like you're, you're playing this crazy game and like everyone's going nuts and then all of a sudden you get a penalty kick or a conversion and it's like okay 
that's my turn to kick. So you go up to line the kick up, and next thing you know, it's dead quiet. And I'm just like, wow, what a difference. And so, like, with that, it just helps me to, like, get in the zone and, like, make the shot. And so I think that's the coolest part about it. Mm. So. Yeah. Walk, walk us through your mindset in that. So, so you're hearing it quiet. To me, that would be distracting. I was like, oh, it's just so loud, right? Yeah. But w- what are you kind of thinking about as you line up that kick and then you start your movement towards the ball? Okay, so let's see. The kick's cake. So I'm, I'm standing there, right? The, cl- the crowd's going silent. And as soon as they go silent, that's normally when I start to switch on. And like, I like to pick a spot behind the poles where I like to kick it. So that's like my goal, where I want the ball to go. And like that's, I'm more just focused on that then and like trying to follow through to that point. So leading up to it, it'd probably be like wait for the crowd to go silent and then make my shot. It's almost like a free throw for a basketball player in a way. Yeah, where, kind of. You know, does the crowd goes if you're at home anyway, yeah. not so much on the road. No. <laughs> I wish the free throw came at a uh, sharp angle straight away from where the bucket was, right? Yeah, yeah, that'd be crazy. Calvin Whiting of BYU Rugby with us on BYU Sports Nation preparing to take on Utah. What do you miss most about your home in South Africa? Is it, uh, is it just the culture? Is it a food? Like, what, what do you miss? Uh, mostly my family. I miss my family a lot, but definitely the food, man. Holy moly. You guys like everything sweet. It's crazy. In South Africa, there's a lot of savory food, and so everything has a certain taste. But yeah, whatever you eat, it's always sweet. I feel like you're gaining pounds by the second. <laughs> it's crazy. I was going to say, potatoes aren't. And then I was like, wait, there's sweet potatoes. Wait yeah. a minute. What? And there's bacon on everything. <laughs> yes. Well, bacon on yes, everything. I do love that. I don't mind that. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> what are some foods that you have in South Africa that you wish you had here that you could eat more of? Um, let's see. Probably meat pies. Meat pies are a must. New Zealand, Australia, New Zealand. South Africa. Okay. Yeah, meat so that's pies. That's like a British colony yeah. deal? Okay. Yeah. And uh, just uh, so in South Africa, we call it a braai. It's like a barbecue. I don't know if Luke talked about it, but we, we have a lot of braais in South Africa, a lot of barbecues. And so that type of food, I miss a lot because, yeah, it's always, oh, let's go eat out for dinner. Like, mm. let's do that kind of stuff. And there's, in South Africa, there's a lot of home-cooked meals as well. And so every night you eat at the table with everyone. And so it's like, it's a bit of a different culture, a bit of a different vibe, especially being at college. You'd, oh, what's for dinner? Probably dollar menu, McDonald's or, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so it's just, it's a different, but I mean, it's enjoyable. It's fun. It's, it's yeah. yeah, and it's at midnight. You know what yeah, I'm exactly. Um, the dynamic of the BYU rugby team has always intrigued me because you have guys from rival countries that do the haka together. Yeah. So what's that like as a South African to do the haka with some Kiwis? Oh, jeez, man, that's a trip. Growing up, like watching that stuff, and then now being a part of it is just like, okay, what? Like, and so it's pretty cool though because Coach Tarafitia teaches us the meaning behind it and like our hacker is a special hacker for BYU and like the meaning of it is we're the stripling warriors army of healermen stuff like that and so it's not just a kiwi based thing it might be in a maori language but it's it's for us and so what he's taught us is that if we do it with pride and with honor then it's it's the same meaning and so in that aspect of it it's cool to do it with the kiwis and with other people and like that's so that's what kind of makes it special I guess and like makes it enjoyable because i love the hacker it's fun man it's it's cool fantastic stuff from calvin whiting of byu rugby we want you to sign our byu sports nation stretch white flag and also i don't know if you've ever heard of the byu sports nation karma but what happens is you come on the show and then you're already awesome at rugby but you'll just be that much better tonight because you were on the show yeah yeah i need it 
I need it. <laughs> so Thanks take the mental advantage. Yeah. Do it right now? Yeah, go for it. Calvin Whiting of BYU Rugby signing the Stretch Y flag in Studio B right now. BYU Utah tonight. Need I say more? Dude, if you haven't, if you're local, go to that game. It's at 7 Mountain, Southfield. If not, you can watch it on YouTube. Fantastic rivalry. It's awesome. Another rivalry happening on the volleyball court tonight between BYU and UCLA. The Cougars head coach Sean Olmstead joins us live from L.A. What does he think about the matchup tonight? BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B. Remember, if you ever miss an episode of BYUSN Live, watch the rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. I'm not the only one dropping uh, April Fool's jokes. At McMinn5, this is our boss, Michael Miner. Sad to announce that although the show enjoys great popularity, BYUSN is on hiatus due to logistical and budget issues effective immediately. What? So I guess we're not doing the next 18 minutes of the show. What? Oh, my goodness. We're on hiatus. In other real news, we'll be on tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern time with Elder S. Gifford Nielsen of the Quorum of the 70th, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, uh, and Jamal Williams will join us as well tomorrow at 11 a.m. Eastern time, our countdown to conference. Do you remember two years ago on this day, Matt Carlino announced his transfer to Marquette? It was on April oh. Fool's Day, and everyone's oh, like, it was that afternoon. April Fool's Like, no. I saw an email, and I called you, and I was like, dude. What? Matt Carlino transferred to Marquette on April Fool's Day. And like all these BO friends are like, you guys are idiots. No, it, it really happened. I liked Matty. I think it worked out in the end. Kyle Collins was played point guard <laughs> primarily. Our next guest joining us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline is Sean Olmstead, one of our favorite people ever, the head coach of BYU men's volleyball in his first year. And uh, I believe the last time he was on BYU TV, he delivered one of my more favorite interviews that I've, I have ever witnessed. Let's, let's watch and listen to this. Lauren Frankham is with Sean Olmstead. Coach, that was a long second set. Take us through what happened at the end there. Yeah, we couldn't serve in. What improvements do you want to see in the third set? we got to serve in. Anything else? No, that's it. Thanks, Coach. He <laughs> <It> wasn't happy. <laughs> He might not be happy now that we played that. Sean, listen, are you, are you feeling better than you did in that moment? Uh, well, you know, as soon as we get to uh, L.A., I'll feel a little more at ease. But, yeah, we're working there. We're making our way there. <laughs> Wait, you're not in L.A. now? Where are you? No, we're in Salt Lake. Oh, we you're flying out on game day. We play tonight at 8. That's right. Oh, okay. Nothing was just delayed. Kidding. You just flew out no, on game. No, we're in L.A. We're in L.A. Oh, you're oh, April Fool's. Oh, April Fool's! Oh, I just got busted! <laughs> I just got busted. Oh, and you're that, also was not, fan- that was fantastic. And you're also not wearing neon. <laughs> hey, but I will say, Spencer, Spencer, don't go top. Just, you look great. You're a handsome guy. Don't do what Jerem says. You don't have right? to follow the Thank the you. Thank you, just Sean. Keep it, keep it open. We don't have to all follow, you know the Macklemores and everybody else out there. We just, you, you know, be who you are, and you look great. You're a handsome dude. Thank you, Sean. Again, one, of my, Fools? Fa- oh! one, of, one of my favorite people ever. There's no, there's no April Fool's to that. You're a handsome man. April Fool's! All right, Sean, uh, other than serving the ball in, what do you need to emphasize for your team in preparation for the number one ranked UCLA Bruins tonight? No, I mean, we, we, we've got to serve in. They're the best serving team in the country uh, right now, and so they're going to bring it. And uh, we've served really, really well out here. Um, we've done a great job here and at sea level when we've come out here and been really aggressive, so we can continue that. And just if we can just stay kind of in our own, our own deal, it's going to be a big crowd. I'm certain we're playing in the Wooden Center, so that's a little different. 
Um, I, I've never really been in that gym, you know, even growing up just right up the road, I've never been in that gym too, too much. So we spent a good amount of time there last night. And so, yeah, it'll be good. What's in Poly Pavilion that uh, makes so you can't play there? You know, uh, great question. Uh, I guess I don't ask those ones, you know, that could be the Pac-12 network or something. I, I don't know. I, I, there's no basketball, so there's uh, yeah, that's why I'm wondering. things going on. But, but, yeah, I don't know. They were playing there. With two weeks left in the regular season and the top four separated all by one game, the top three are all tied for first place, how meaningful are these two matches this weekend for your team? Yeah, they, they asked me that yesterday on the Pac-12 network, and it was with Al Skate, so that was fun to catch up with him and razz him a little over just some of the all the controversies over the years. I, I was, uh, <laughs> luckily, I know Al well enough that I can bring those up, and he'll laugh about it. I don't know if he would under other circumstances, but... Uh, because um, it's we've had a it's been a fun history with those guys, especially when I played. We, for the most part, had the upper hand pretty much my entire career. And uh, I remember that it you know it was always if you're going to UCLA, you can guarantee we can guarantee you're going to win a national championship. And our class, my class, was kind of the first class that at BYU that that couldn't happen. You know, five six year drought where they didn't win a national championship. You know, so it's. Uh, but I'll ask the same thing, and I said, look, Al, all these matches are huge, and the guys have done really – they've competed hard on the road. They've played really, really well on the road. So it's going to be a fun matchup, and UCLA's good. They've got some very talented freshmen, um, my uh, parents that have played for my dad, so I've been fortunate to know their parents over the years, and these kids are playing loose and happy and having fun, these freshman kids, and they've got some, some big, strong uh, upperclassmen kids as well. BYU head volleyball coach Sean Olmstead with us on BYU Sports Nation. You have the greatest collection of shoes, I think, of any person that I know. <laughs> and th- the game's on the Pac-12 network tonight, Sean. What what are you going with tonight? No, you know, tonight I'm going to go with uh, some new shoes. My, my, my wife went out on Easter. I got home Easter Sunday late, and she had a nice present for me, so I got to give her props. So it's not going to be... Uh, y Awards-esque. Okay. But it's, uh, <laughs> and those were a little too much UCLA color anyway. So, uh, but uh, it's, you know, we're just, I'll, I'll try to do my best to look decent because I, I, I struggle with that just in general. So I'll do my best there. <laughs> Neon, baby. Neon for the win. Um, <laughs> the, the rival in uh, men's volleyball seems to be UCLA. What is it about UCLA that's always made it kind of the number one rival? I, I mean, competitively, They've dropped some years, but there's oh, it always seems like it's a little feistier with them. I mean, it's you know, Jeremy, it's UCLA and those guys. There's they don't have enough wall space for their their banners. I mean, it's ridiculous, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> the the uh, yeah, it's what Al did there is is unbelievable, and and it goes back to just their glory years of winning back to back to back national championships and then winning them every two three years consistently without fail and so that's that is the team and they still are and they've got a they've got a great coach and john that's leading usa volleyball and so they're you know they've got a lot of young kids uh, that are they're playing at a pretty high level and confident and so it's it has been uh, always been a yeah a pretty big rival for us, and it's always been an exciting match to be a part of. And I'm certain there's a buzz out here that it's going to be the same again tonight. You're going to coach in it for BYU for the first time tonight. You have played in that atmosphere in Westwood, even though it's going to be in the Wooden Center. What makes the road challenge tonight so difficult in terms of the crowd and the atmosphere that you anticipate and will will receive tonight? 
Well, yeah, I'm certain we'll have a ton of BYU fans. There's no doubt about that. I mean, I'm, the BYU fans are the best, hands down. There is no question. Everywhere we've gone on the road, we've had recruits that, uh, you know, are on visits to other schools that, you know, just went to Provo two weeks before, and they go there, and it's like, <laughs> I thought I was at a different university, you know, and, and so that the BYU fans have been unbelievable and unreal, and so there's always a shout-out for those guys. But you know, it's always unique. You're playing in a different gym, somewhere you're not as completely comfortable, and you're playing against a team that usually, for the most part, is fairly comfortable. But uh, in our case, the strange thing about our team, to be honest, um, I'm going to shoot it straight, is we've served better on the road than we do at home. So <laughs> I like that part of it, and uh, it's really, really true. So the guys have been really confident on the road, bomb and serves. Um, and so if we can do that, and we can bring it to them there and get them in trouble and just be disciplined, you know, things will, it'll be a real tough, it'll be a fun matchup. I don't know if you've had this before, but are you nervous because the match is on television tonight, John? Jerem, <laughs> uh, I mean, you've seen me, you've seen my wife. I, I make this deal look pretty good. Like, I, I don't have to work too hard, you know. I don't have to, for, I don't have to force April the Fools! button. I don't need to go to the you know the nice barber you know where all the other guys go. I, you know I do my thing. With Ben and I, you're not going to come <laughs> yeah, to our barber. We, no, we were talking about it, and Ben was like, "Yeah, we got to get you in there." I said, "Ben, I got this. I got this all taken care of, buddy." No, I. Uh, <laughs> this no, this I don't. I I honestly, honestly, I can truly say I don't know if I've ever even thought about that. Ever in my career. Hey, thanks, oh, man, thanks for that. TV. We do all the games, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, Jeremy, come on. Hey, no, don't go there because I've I'm given just, you guys more love than anybody. I'm just but, kidding. No, I, I, I've never felt like a nerve, uh, you know, oh, man, this is a different match because we're on, you know, BYU TV or now we're on ESPN2 or we're going to be on uh, K5, you know, whatever's in Hawaii, and now we're going to be on the Pac-12 network, never once. And I don't, I, I, I probably don't think many coaches do. It's it's a volleyball match, and it's we got to win the match in the line, you know, Pin to pin, we've got to be good. And if we can, hey, I look good on TV and we're going to win doing it. So great. Sean, it is always a pleasure. I'm just thinking, why don't we have him on more often? This needs to happen hey, again. Just don't pop a bitch anybody I, tonight again. I, I, can, I can say that I'm, I'm more entertaining than Juddy, you know, and, and, but, <laughs> but Juddy, Juddy, he gets more love and more TV time than me. So I'm, I'm waiting because I don't think he's brought the gifts I've brought, but maybe he has. That's a great point. Wow. Point Jay, John. calling calling Jeff Judkins. Where are our shoes, Jeff? <laughs> there you go. There you go. Sean, good luck tonight. Let's give you some BYU Sports Nation karma to go and beat the Bruins. Do it. All right. Thanks, guys. Coach Sean Olmstead on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. A stat I didn't want to bring up with him in person, but that I think BYU can set this weekend. UCLA's really good. They're always really good at home. BYU has never gone down and played two at UCLA and won both. Never. Now's Make the time. history tonight. Now's the time. Karma boost. Let's do this. Our Twitter question today. Back to football. What was your reaction to the Baylor series announcement? Send in your responses using the hashtag BYUSN plus the Cougar Whip Roundup next. Stay with us. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Jeremy. What? Football. BYU and Baylor, and this is a new track, I guess, on April Fool's Day. A home and road future series, football series. BYU playing Waco in 21, uh, in Provo in 22. Also, today is the final spring practice for BYU football, and it's Alumni Day. Fife and drum, go. Baseball. <laughs> the Batcats are 21-3. and three. Hail to independence. They're... 
They beat no, Portland 8-2 last night. Brennan Lund hit a home run, had three doubles in the victory. Game 2 tonight, 9 Eastern on BYU Radio and the W.TV. Volleyball. Big 12 track would be like country music probably, right? The third-ranked Cougars clinched a uh, hosting a quarterfinal series uh, in the MPSF tournament last night with Pepperdine's loss. The Cougars play at top-ranked UCLA tonight, 11 p.m. Eastern time on the Pac-12 Network. I don't Swimming think I, and diving. I don't think I've ever heard the track go this long. I know. We normally cut off <laughs> for a reason. <laughs> BYU swimmer Jake Taylor, this year's MPSF Swimmer of the Year, well-deserved. Swim coach John Brooks and dive coach Ty Routson are the conference's coaches of the year. Softball. Cougars are on the road today to take on Texas tonight, 6 Eastern, on the Longhorn Network. Tennis. The ladies take on the 39th-ranked Fresno State Bulldogs today at home starting at noon Eastern. I sense an upset. Cougars in the PGA. The Shell Houston Open second round is back underway after it was suspended today due to excessive birds. Zach Blair is tied for 22nd at four under, under, after four holes. Back to Frack you. and Bill. Both the men and women's teams are spread across four different meets this weekend with the Texas Relays, the Utah Valley Invitational, the Stanford Invitational, and the San Francisco State Distance Carnival. What the heck is that? No idea. Aaron Fletcher won the steeplechase at the Texas Relays last night. Jimmer! San Francisco State Distance Carnival? Sounds That's a, a real sounds amazing. thing? It sounds amazing. Is there a Ferris wheel there? The Westchester Knicks are on the road to play the Delaware 87s. That's also a thing. Tonight at 7 Eastern. Is any of this real? Women's basketball. Lexi Reinhardt finished with 13 <laughs> points in the first round of the college three-point competition last night in Houston. What a career for Lexi. Absolutely. Rugby. She made 84 during the season. Whatever. The last touch cup between top-ranked BYU and Utah tonight, 9 Eastern at Southfield. You can watch it live on the rugby team's YouTube channel if you want. Join us for Countdown to Conference tomorrow with Elder S. Gifford Nielsen, former BYU quarterback and basketball player. That's right. He played both. He was actually recruited to BYU to play basketball initially. Then he became an NFL quarterback for a long time. Okay. Share the wealth, man. Jamal Williams will also be on the show tomorrow. That's always good. And Yes. I guarantee you will be entertained in that interview. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. <laughs> Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. What's going on in there? Who are we giving it to? Brendan Lund, four for five, three doubles and a home run, and Colton Shaver, four, five RBIs. Four for a reserve. And the 8-2 win at Portland yesterday. Good luck to those guys. What was your reaction to the Baylor series announcement on the football side? At A. Olson says, apathy. Scheduling news doesn't do it for me, especially news of games five or six years from now. I'm waiting for the April Fools in this. Yeah, that's one angle. But there's no April Fools. Really? There have only been three April Fools. Four April I know it's a long way away, but as we mentioned... Jaron Hall might be the starting quarterback in that game. Yeah, that's a long way. <laughs> Our elite tweet of the day from at AC Wilson 12. My reaction to home and home with Baylor. It's time for Countdown to the Bears. No. 2024 days. Get out of here. Thanks to all of our guests. Download the podcast on iTunes for Jeremiah Spencer. Shout out to Futi Tabana. Happy April Fool's Day.